This episode of Black Ass Podcast is brought to you by the makers of As It Should Be Body Products, the best all-natural, luxurious skincare products with high-quality ingredients, no chemicals, no toxins, no synthetics. So uh, log on to As It Should Be Body Products and get yours today. This episode is also brought to you by Black as Fuck. That's right. An unabashed dedication to staying true to yourself, a refusal to assimilate. That's right. Anybody can be Black as Fuck. So you can log on to blackasfuck.myshopify.com and grab your T-shirt or any of their amazing products. Now let's get the show started. Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. Bono. Bono. Don't keep asking me when we gonna get there. We get there when we get there. When I get out the car, you know we there. You stay on this side of the car. You stay on. Don't you touch each other again. What? Hey, hey, hey. You know what? If I pull this car over, I'm putting both of y'all out. <laughs> what up, y'all? Welcome to Black Ass Podcast. I'm Adia Robinson. Uh, I'm sorry, this is cracking me up so much because I swear to God, this was every road trip. <laughs> this was just us going to the grocery store with my mama. First of all, just shout out to all the mamas, grandmamas, daddies, uncles that actually are like taking on kids on a daily, near daily basis because that shit ain't no joke and i swear oh my god i remember that so vivid i remember my mama just reaching in the back seat if she could grab any whatever she grabbed was getting pinched and or smacked period and it's old school like <laughs> not not that i was that old because you know <laughs> it was like i'm a newborn but i just have a really good memory <laughs> this back <laughs> The front seat was one big ass seat. <laughs> that shit looked like it was in a bus station. One <laughs> no armrest. This shit was just <laughs> woo. Mm-mm-mm. And all you saw was your mama arm just swinging over the seat. Like whoever I, t- I just want to touch one of them. And me and my little sister was worse. Like it was, it was six, seven of us. But my mom, you know, it, we were in pockets. So I specifically remember when when it was me and my little sister. Because we would be in the backseat doing dumb shit. Like, you know how you put your finger so close to your brother or sister, but you're not touching them. But you so, like, you can feel the hairs on their arm, but you ain't touching them for real. And be like, I'm not, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you, though. I'm not touching you. And then my little sister, touch you. Don't nobody touch nobody. <laughs> Woo. Mm-mm-mm. You really... You really never know how annoying you are as a kid until you get older and probably have a kid or watch a kid and they do some shit that you used to do and then you like, oh, right? Then you remember that look in your mama's eye or that look in the rearview mirror when your mama was gripping a wheel like so tight and she just staring in the rearview mirror and she, like as an adult, you realize what she was thinking was, I can just drive this fucking car off the road. <laughs> I don't have to live this life. Didn't nobody tell me I need to live this shit. I can drive off the road. I will end all of this shit. We'll go to heaven. Ain't nobody said, I didn't read in the Bible, that you got to be with your kids if you kill them and go to heaven. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I will visit them, but I ain't got to be around them every day. I ain't, ain't no babysitting 
needed in heaven. We in heaven. You can do whatever you want. I, I'm assuming that if you're there, you're a good person. I'm just I'm just somebody who made a mistake. <laughs> it was snap judgment, <laughs> a moment of insanity, and I killed all of us. But that don't mean I'm a bad person. Woo! You can legit see the rage, like. <laughs> Yo, if my mom was an X-Men, she would have shot a beam out of her eyeball into the rearview mirror and just burned, like, like completely. Me and my little sister would have just been a pile of ashes. Like, if you opened the door, rolled down the window, we just would have blew out of the car straight up. That's how angry my mom used to be. So, Mama, I know you're listening at this point, so thank you for not driving off the road all those times you really really <laughs> wanted to um thank y'all so much for coming back it's black ass podcast everybody's that's here you know if you're subscribed thank you if you're not subscribed but you just heard about a co-worker was laughing at work and you was like bitch what you listening to she was like bitch i'm listening to black ass podcast this shit is fucking hilarious and he was like i don't even really trust this bitch she don't even be getting her reports in on time but i'm gonna see what she talks about and then you start listening you was like oh <laughs> This shit is kind of cute. And you still haven't decided, but now it's okay. It's time. <laughs> the doors of the church are open. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for coming back. I'm going to be honest. A lot of this uh, excitement, I'm, I'm mustering right now. I'm pulling it. The ancestors right now are driving me because it has been a shit week. Um, just looking at the news and trying to find stories to talk about today and you know, black people, it's just, we just, when do we get a fucking break? You know what I'm saying? Like, just when do we get to not? You know, just when do we, when do we get to have problems like white people and cry about a dog with a broken leg? You know what I'm saying? Like, when do we get to, like, when is our worst problems trying to raise money for dog kennels in our area? That's the luxury shit white people get. I, I think dogs in my hometown are suffering. I just want to get pillows for the dogs and hug them. And I just, I can't sleep at night because I'm so worried about these dogs. When will black people have those kind of worries? That's what I, woo! Anyway, we'll get into that later. But uh, <laughs> here we are, another episode. Shout out to everybody that has come into, come into my house. Don't make me wait. Don't wait. I give me body. Hey! Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so um oh uh, i want to take a quick second to do the shout outs i want to shout out um tishberry and the good people at as it should be body products for sending over a pair of headphones for the podcast guys the the village is real okay i got an email that said hey you have some headphones purchased for you need to and i was like for and I got them. So thank you so much. As you know, as it should be, Body Products is a sponsor of the show. So make sure you're supporting them. Go to the website. Get some of those products. I'm telling you, they are the bomb. My elbows are on 
point. I'm telling you, you're not going to catch me slipping this summer. What? Heels on. My my heels going to be like butter smooth. What? <laughs> you ain't going to catch me out here ashy in the sunlight. What? I'm going to be shining, shining, shining. Hey. Okay. Uh, So thank you. <laughs> I just realized I'm like all the way up. So let me just. Okay, cool. Bring it down. It was at about 13. I'm just bringing it. Solid, you know, like eight and a half is cool. <laughs> eight and a half ain't nothing wrong. <clears throat> you ain't gotta leave yet, mama. You you good. You can. <laughs> she. I feel like my mom was just about to grab her cup. Like, let me just go and get up out of here because I know this is nasty. <laughs> my nasty ass child. Uh. So and also, um, speaking of the village, I want to take a second to welcome some new members to the black ass podcast patreon village that's right um since the last episode as you know i've been putting the call out and you guys are answering the call uh i want to take a second to shout out sergio camacho matt renner and jared lucky thank you guys so much those are the newest uh patrons to the black ass podcast patreon page y'all we are building it's happening the village is coming together thank you guys so much for being a part of the village and a special uh shout out to jerry because he is at a he's at a separate tier jerry was like i see y'all donating down here but i'm gonna go ahead <laughs> so jared i have some exclusive content coming at you and whoever uh wants to join you on the five dollar tier this week so look out for that and of course um if you want to join some of these amazing, amazing people who see the value in what I'm trying to do and want to help me make it great, this, this just log on to <laughs> patreon.com slash podcast and join them, guys. Because what? It takes a village. <laughs> Speaking of village, I want to shout out everybody that showed up. As you know, I set a goal to try to get 500 followers on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now, we did not meet that goal. And that's fine because you know what they say. If you shoot for the stars, even if you miss it, you are up high as shit. And uh, we up there. <laughs> hi. <clears throat> okay, I heard hi. Okay, but boom. So thank you, everybody. It's uh, You guys have just been showing up steadily. I really appreciate it. What means more, even though we didn't get the 500, um, is that you guys are engaging. And that's what I love. So I think that's the most important thing. So please continue to engage. Please continue to spread the word. Thank you so much for tweeting at me, sending me stories. You guys are amazing. And it really helps me to, you know, keep my energy and be inspired to keep going. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Y'all, y'all really, I just, uh, uh, <laughs> you know when you be emotional and you want to you want to you know when you be emotional and you want to say something but the emotion is trying to beat the words and they it's like elbowing the words and but right and so you be like, I just, <laughs> it's like you try I just, I just, <laughs> the funny thing is, <laughs> that's me. Every time I'm trying to talk, 
Oh, don't let me get emotional, boy. I'll be hot. Because <laughs> it's the thug tears. The thug tears is different. The thug tears is in there with guns and shit. So you got to let the thug's tears come. <laughs> but I do mean it. Thank you guys so much for engaging and showing up. <laughs> All right, let's get into these questions from last week. Now, last week, uh posed the question for you guys it was if mama don't like them is the relationship over thanks to everybody that chimed in and added me and tweeted me and messaged me uh with your responses happy lady love said moms usually have their reasons for their crazy unless she has a history of bad judgment i would take her words to heart the relationship wouldn't be over automatically but I definitely be proceeding with caution. That's real. Um, you know, that's the thing. You definitely gotta, you gotta take into account your mom's track record. Now, granted, if your mom, you know, had kids young, or if she's a young mom, or if she's just kind of still in them streets, I don't know. You might want to go to your aunties. You definitely, you know, it's not a judgment thing necessarily. It's just more of. I don't know if the way I'm trying to live my life is mirroring the way she lived her life. No judgment. It is what it is. But, you know, maybe I just want to kind of look to my Aunt Deborah or my Aunt Keisha, somebody else who might have it together a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Um, I meant to say mom and dad because I think also for women, dad's um, feedback is very important. So, damn, I should have said dad. Shout out to all the dads. Because, you know, dads, even if they're dirtbag, they're still there as an example. So you can use that example and be like, I'm not trying to be like this. <laughs> I'm going to do everything opposite of what this is, right? Um, let's see. Sweet feet feet. <laughs> That's cute. Sweet feet feet. Sweet feet feet said, most likely if my mom doesn't like them, I look at them differently. Because she is a pretty good judge of character. Okay. Well, you know, that's always a blessing. And it's good to just kind of, because you know how it is. You fall in love, you know what I mean? And you start, like, getting the Google eyes. Like, anything they do, you just, like, <sighs> right? It'd be little hearts bursting and shit over your head, like a cartoon and shit. And it's like, bitch, wake up, wake up, wake up. Everybody do that. Don't. He ain't doing shit special. Calm down. He just took the garbage out one time without you having to tell him. Fuck all that. What else is going on, right? Um, Let's see. Night. Nilo Locke said, my mom slipped up and told me in high school she'd act the opposite of how she felt about anyone I was dating. She loved my last two, and I'm single now. I chose not to worry about her opinion going forward. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, I think that's good, especially when you're young. You don't, whatever your mama say, you want to do the opposite. You be like, oh, you don't, you don't like him? Oh, <laughs> I'm definitely going to say <clears throat> <clears throat> Um, Shamari Shamari on TV said mama done messed me up a few times though <laughs> look at the end of the day our parents are just kids trying to figure it out you know what I'm saying so you can't hold hey you and they come with their own baggage just like your homeboy your homegirl they are they got some mess going on they've been through some stuff so anytime you ask them something they want to all of a sudden start dragging it well you know rodney and you be like bitch ain't nobody why are we still talking about rodney he left you like 17 years ago why are you still hungry who cares about Rodney? and i was just on his facebook page bitch why is you still on it <laughs> 
Why is you still following him? What the fuck is wrong with you? And then he gonna have a nerd to hit me up, and then we was talking. Wait, bitch, you you talked to him after he hit you up? You was supposed to. Why did he block, bitch? So I say all that to say, Shamari, I'm with you. Uh, it, it you can't always necessarily take mom and dad advice. You gotta take it at face value. They ain't got all the answers, Sway. <laughs> you don't. You ain't got all the answers, Sway. Uh, let's see. Um, Leela said, "If Mama don't like him, he's Skeletor." <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> I see somebody grew up watching He Man Skeletor. <laughs> if you don't know, that means he's dead. It's a rap. Finito, ghost, never been here. Barry, urn, casket. <laughs> Y'all is stupid. All right. Uh, Mr. Devontae12 said, Why am I listening to my mama? She married my dad twice. Damn. <laughs> listen, I really hope your mama do not listen to this podcast because you will be forever <laughs> never invited back for Thanksgiving dinner. I'm telling you right now. Damn. Well, this is the thing that you didn't take into account. If your mama married your daddy twice, that must... <laughs> That got to me. <clears throat> hey, Ma. Mm-hmm. Go watch TV. Yeah. It's something on HGTV. <laughs> they putting up shells. <laughs> uh-uh. Nope. We ain't going to talk about it. Don't worry about why his mama married the daddy twice. I'm going to tell them. I ain't going to tell. I ain't got to tell you. Okay? Now go. Get your little sandwich and your snack. <laughs> Take your snack. <laughs> Go in the other room. Don't you slam my door. <laughs> Ooh, five, four, three. Listen, if your mama married your daddy twice, that means your daddy got that fire. Your daddy was like, <laughs> every stroke, what you mean it's over? <laughs> Girl, you ain't going nowhere. Your mama like, no, you know what? Listen, we ain't. <clears throat> Wait, oh, that's my spot. <laughs> Your daddy did. Okay, I'm sorry. That was, I'm not trying to be too disrespectful. I'm just trying to let you know what it is. You thinking about it from your, I'm telling you from a woman's perspective, the only reason you even about to twice Oh shit! You better be. You better just look down, see if you, what you working with, and if it's the bomb, you need to go shake your daddy hand. Be like, bruh, <laughs> good looking out. <laughs> he might have blessed you with a gift, and you don't even recognize it. Here you is being mad, not realizing your dad. <laughs> I passed you down the family. Okay, all right. Sorry, I was. I was trying to be disrespectful, but not too disrespectful. It was more of like a complimentary disrespectful, if that make any sense. It was like, you know, don't, okay, strike. I respect that. <laughs> All right, thanks, everybody, that chimed in on last week's question. Now, here is the question for this week. I got a message, a question, rather, from a listener who emailed me wondering what she should do. Now, the situation one of her friends who's married now has been married for six years has two kids already has basically her own little life well one of that friend's exes 
hit the person who emailed me up. You know how they drop in your DMs, ladies. You already know. Hey, what up? Yo, you know what? We ain't sure. Right, boom. Um, now she's in a completely different state from the friend that used to be with this guy. And now she's wondering, would she be wrong if she went out? Is she a bad friend for saying, you know what? Yeah, I think we boom, what should she do? So I'm posing that question to you. If one of your friend's exes came out the woodwork and wanted to pursue you, date you, entertain, find out, see what's up, are you down for that? Now, keep it in mind that that friend is married, has another life, move, and doesn't even live in the same doesn't even live in the same state. I'm sorry. Uh, what you do it? Are you a bad friend? Would you consider that to be a bad friend? Y'all sound off. Let me know. Of course, you can always. Send your responses to blackasspodcast at gmail.com if you want to keep it a little discreet or if you want to keep it gangster, just uh <laughs> you can send a message to blackasspodcast on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter and let me know what you think and we'll go through your answers next week. All right, now let's get into these stories. All right. Now, as you know, the airlines have just been tripping these last couple of weeks. It's like all of a sudden they all made a pact that in 2017 they was just going to start fucking passengers up because that's what it's, it's crazy how much, like how many accounts of stuff is happening. Um, of course, uh, you know, David Dow and United Airlines, I talked about it a couple of episodes back, um, where they dragged the doctor off of the plane because he didn't want to give up his seat. Now, side, sidebar, he just recently settled um that lawsuit which to me i'm like this is a cute i know people who've had settlements coming in for 10 years you understand what i'm telling you like they are bumming money and borrowing money and doing payday loans for the last five years because they waiting on a settlement i mean i know i'm not the only person it's a lot of black people listen to this podcast i bet every black person on here got an uncle or auntie waiting on a settlement and they've been waiting on that settlement for damn near 10 years but here this man is he done caught his settlement in damn near three weeks mm. and they ain't said how much the settlement is so you know you know yo you know this dude got paid so moving forward if you looking to go somewhere and you looking for airlines and you happen to go want to risk your life or possibly catch you a settlement and you go online and you're googling and you can't find united then you need to go to dial airline because <laughs> i bet that man is if he's not the full owner he is absolutely a majority owner <laughs> of united airlines that's how i play <laughs> i told you they would have willed they would have willed me in that courtroom in a casket already. I, I'm getting my money. You understand? My whole body in a cast. So as fast as they didn't settle this up, I know he got paid. Trust me. And I, <laughs> if I was him, just to remind people how real the settlement is, <laughs> I would have the plane. <laughs> the plane would be a picture of me getting dragged off the plane. <laughs> Okay, that is ridiculous. Woo, with my shirt and my belly button showing. So you already know how I feel about being grown and your belly button hanging out like you throwing a, a tantrum. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is just... <laughs> uh, so shout out to David Dow and uh, 
you know, y'all keep hope alive to everybody else that's had a settlement coming since 2003 <laughs> for a slip and fall in a family. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway. But listen, so as I'm looking up and, you know, I saw the the video of the pilot fighting. Well, not even really fighting. It was two chicks fighting on a Delta airline flight. And then the pilot, for some reason, decided he was going to try to break it up. He popped one of the chicks and then just walked away. Like, he was like, y'all stop. And then he just popped the girl mad hard on her arm because they was, of course, pulling hair. They on the ground all tussled up, tussled up like an MMA fight mixed with windmill and hair pulling. I don't know. You know. And then he just, like, went in there hit one of the girl's arms, and I guess that didn't work the way he had imagined. I guess he had, he was so used to breaking up fights with little kids or some shit or breaking up fights with pit bulls. I don't know what he his thinking was, why he even jumped in the fray, but he hit the chick arm, they didn't let go, and he legit just walked off. Like, well, I tried. What are you doing? Why? First of all, two passengers fighting, and I'm a pilot, that ain't got shit to do with me. I'm about to grab this little suitcase that the pilots always be carrying around. I imagine it's only one pair of drawers in there, maybe a Lauren Hill CD or some shit, and a and an extra pilot hat just in case they lose that one. Like when they get off, like when they land safely, they throw that bitch in the air like a graduation cap. <laughs> I don't know. But the their suitcases are always super small. I'm sure it's like the little miniature sized liquor bottles because ever since I saw a flight, I feel like all fucking pilots be drunk as hell, whatever. But I would have just grabbed my shit and left. Like, okay, I'm I'm not a bouncer too. Y'all figure it out. Um, and to the ladies that was fighting on the plane, really? Y'all gonna be grown ass women taking a flight and then fighting like y'all two chicks fighting over a dude after the basketball game, bitch. Really? Grow? And I think one of the girls got her wig pulled off and the girl threw the wig at the other, and it was just a mess. It was a hot-ass mess, and I'm mad because you just expect more. First of all, bitch, are you, I didn't know where they were going, but I feel like we're, y'all at your destination. The flight is over. Go the fuck where you going. Why are you now like anyway whatever um but it was just ridiculous and i hope you're very embarrassed because i was embarrassed watching y'all stupid ass rolling on the floor in front of other people it's a whole other group of flight people trying to get on the plane and y'all bitch anyway i'm not gonna do it do better do fucking better um so with once I saw that story, it just kind of led me and it was just kind of like a spiral down a shitty hill. And it's so many other incidents of pilots fucking people up. I was very, very surprised. Like, okay, wait, what's really going on on these airlines? So most recently, a family is traveling on Delta once again. Delta, seriously, get y'all shit together. Um... And it's a man, his wife, they have two small children. One is two years old, one is one years old. So they, of course, had the seat for themselves, the mom and dad, but they actually purchased an extra seat for an older kid, and they were going to use that extra seat to put a car seat in and put one of their kids in the car seat so that he could sleep during the flight. Boom. Now, of course, the flight is overbooked because all these airlines trying to make all the fucking money in the world, and they got the shit overbooked. Like, that 
which I already I already have a fucking problem with overbooking a flight, and then you know what I mean. Now you want to ask people to leave the flight? No, bitch, I pay for my ticket. Fuck you. I'm trying to get where I'm going. I pay for my ticket at this specific time to, so I can get on the ground at a specific time. I have somebody waiting for me on the end. I have something I have to do on that other end. I don't care about none of this other bullshit you're talking about. All I care about is mechanical issues and the fact that this plane will go up and come down safely and not disappear on some fucking mountainside or some crazy shit, right? But because the airline overbooked the flight, same thing, they wanted the, the parents to give up this seat that they had purchased so that somebody could sit in the seat. Now, here's my thing. Yes, it's... Maybe they should have just grabbed their little car seat and put the baby in somebody's lap. But at the end of the day, no, bitch, I paid for this ticket. I paid for this seat and I don't give a fuck if I only want to put my Jordans on this seat so that I, they don't touch the floor. At the end of the day, I paid for this seat. Now, unless you are right now on the spot going to refund my money for this seat, we're not having a conversation. I don't give a fuck who's waiting outside. I don't care who and why it's overbooked or whatever the case may be. Maybe you need to wheel out another plane. Maybe you need to put on an extension on this flight, put on a little caboose, put on one of them things when, you know, people riding a motorcycle and then a little secondary side situation. Maybe they can fly like that. Maybe it's a little second. You going to fold them up, put them in a baggage claim. Bitch, I don't know what you're going to do, but what you're going to do right now is leave me the fuck alone. Unfortunately for this family, it didn't necessarily, <laughs> it didn't work out quite like that. They put the whole family off the plane, yo. They put the mama, the daddy, the little, and the two little kids off the plane. Y'all got to go. Here's the fucked up part. Because I feel like this. First of all, when it's already stressful to fly. I know I'm a, ner I'm a nervous flyer already, so I'm already stressed the fuck out, right? But. I don't want to have to, you know, now if I miss the flight, you got to deal with trying to connect all the other dots wherever you were planning to go or reconnect the dots or, you know. So the idea that you put a whole ass family off the plane and then they ended up having to pay an additional $2,000 in order to get them all where they needed to go after they were booted off of this plane. Here's the problem that I think they ran into, and this is the problem with airline. People want these people that's working is telling them one thing, but he like, dude, we already did this on the other flight. When we flew here, that's how that's exactly what we did. And I'm sure that man, when he called and talked to them about what he wanted to do in order for them to get that money, they was like, Oh yeah, no problem, sir. You can absolutely it, you know, it's a part of Delta's policy to accommodate and they tell you anything they want till they get the dick in. You know what I'm talking about. You know, what oh what I love that kind of shit. What reading books and shit and looking at play girl, you better stop playing. I was just singing that. Pull your panties down, right? Wash your drawers off. Then you know what I mean? They got what they want. Then it's like actually our policy clearly states, like, no, bitch. That's not what you told me. That's not that was not the agreement that was made when I pulled my fucking credit card out. So they put this they put this family off of the plane. Boom. They was like, nope. All because they didn't want this little boy in a car seat taking up a seat. This is my thing as a passenger on a plane. Whatever is going to put this motherfucking kid to sleep, let's do that, okay? If I get to fly and this kid ain't going to be crying and jumping up and down and kicking my seat the whole time, yes. 
Let's yes, absolutely. For the good of everybody on this goddamn plane. Let's make sure let's uh, let's make sure these kids will shut the fuck up. Okay, that's my last F bomb. But you know what I like I don't Anyway. So boom, you know about Tamika Cross. I talked about that on the podcast. A pre this is the podcast, the pre podcast. What is this podcast? When the um uh, Tamika Cross, who is a doctor, was on a plane when um a passenger got sick and tried to go and help him and Delta once again, Delta Delta and <laughs> Delta and the woman wanted to the doctor wanted to go help. And the flight attendant, no, ma'am, no, sit, no, wouldn't, did not let this doctor go and help this man. Meanwhile, some random white dude decides he's going to jump up and go jump into the fray, did not say nothing to him. Not only did this flight attendant not say nothing to him, didn't ask for any verification, wasn't even sure. She probably didn't even make this man wash his hands before he started doctoring on somebody and this woman, here she is, an actual doctor <laughs> who just happened to be in Detroit for a wedding. And they was, no. So then after so long, comes back to the doctor like, um, can you, a after this white man get up and with no, you know, talk about he's a um, <laughs> physician. But then they still had to come to the black woman. Actually, um, yeah. Can we use? Yeah, bitch, I bet, right? Delta Airlines refused to give a Muslim woman an unopened can of soda because it could be used as a weapon. <laughs> Tahira Ahmad, who, um, who's an associate chaplain at Northwestern University, <laughs> on a flight from Chicago to Washington, D.C., she just asked for an unopened can of soda. And the flight attendant said it was prohibited from serving. Un First of all, bitch, y'all stop us from at the door, at the gate, from even coming in with anything liquid. I, I feel like it's going to get to the point where you're going to have to use the bathroom before you even come into the airport. That's how strict it's about to be. And meanwhile, you tell this woman that she can't have an unopened can of soda before that y'all... Is y'all soda not authorized? Is this not the soda that everybody else uses? She gonna use the can to do what? Hit somebody in the head? Come on, stop. Here's the thing, and I understand exactly what she means. She probably wanted to open it herself because she wanted to clean the can off. For people who know, if you look at an unopened can of soda, most of those cans are dirty as shit. They have dust and they are dirty. And most people like myself, when I drink a can of soda, I like to rinse it off. I like to dig in there with a, a napkin and kind of go in that little groove because that's where all the dirt and grime is. I also like to wipe around the bottom, like the side and the lip part, because that's where I'm putting my mouth. I don't know where what's on your fingertips while you handed me this damn can. And then when you open the can, if it's unclean, whatever is on that little part that goes down in the soda is now going into your body. So they said that they wouldn't give it to, to y'all. Oh, anyway. Spirit Airlines, which, first of all, I don't know where you're trying to go, but I feel like you are desperate as shit if you're going on Spirit. Spirit is you better off walking than going on Spirit. You better off riding in the luggage compartment of any other airline besides riding on Spirit. Spirit is so fucking grimy with it. Spirit, they don't even let you check a bag. 
Oh, like you, the, your only carry on is a book bag. Like they not playing, and not even like a book bag where you can try to like one of them book bags that you take when you go on, um, uh, backpacking across. You no, like a straight up school book bag that you can fit a trapper keeper, two books, and your after school key in. <laughs> You ain't getting a lot in this backpack, and that's the only thing you can get on a Spirit Airlines flight. Otherwise, you got to pay. You got to already pay $25 to check a bag regardless. And if you get to the airport and you like, oh, and it don't fit what you wanted to carry on, don't fit or whatever, yo, you got to pay them 100 mother. You got $100. Like, why can't I just come to the airport and be like, damn, I really need to check this bag. So here go $25. It's like, no, you supposed to plan ahead. And now we going to charge you a hundred. I don't. So I say all that to say, fuck you, spirit. You better off. Just go ahead and put in the extra. That money you was going to put toward a fucking bag. Good. Get it on one of these airlines. Cause at the end of the day, even if they beat your ass, it's likely that you can get a lawsuit. Boom. Um, EasyJet Airlines, which I don't even know. Is that a real thing? That sounds crazy. Um, had armed officers and military intelligence officers remove siblings um, departing London for Italy. Basically, they're saying they received a, after allegedly, allegedly receiving a text, text message in Arabic. <sighs> okay. But their names is Miriam and Ali Daharis. They probably speak Arabic. If Do you know Arabic? Do you know exactly what the message said? How do you just assume that it's something more than just, hey, make sure you let me know when you get on the ground. Meet me at baggage claim. I'm not I'm not going to be driving this car all around or whatever the case may be. Oh, don't forget to bring the da-da-da-da, right? Anyway. Um, so... They, oh, here it is. And they were marched off the plane by, arm, by armed security. That, to me, is like, because now you got everybody looking at me. Who knows what these people going to do? You know, and I'm just minding my business trying to get fucking clicked in and follow this little stupid ass. Adjust your mask and then help someone else. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just sitting here trying to figure out what I need to do in the event of some somebody else on this motherfucking plane being crazy. Because I'm just here trying to go up and come down safely, right? Yeah. Uh, Spirit Airlines, once again, I mean, I get it, the struggle, but Spirit Airlines kicked off seven black passengers for no other reason besides the fact that they was black. So after a couple was booted off the plane for being disruptive, a Spirit Airlines crew removed five other black passengers. This is November. They were um, in L.A. Um, basically, they're saying, as we were about to take off, this is one of the accounts from someone was there. Um, as we were about to take off, a flight attendant started to yell at a black gentleman saying he threatened him. Mm. What? And he was backing up aggressively. Um, we're going to get into that later. Anyway, um, the man never threatened a flight attendant. He simply asked to get to his seat. Um, a passenger on the flight on the flight told, and that's what a passenger on the flight told NBC News. I'm sorry. They told them they were threatened by these African-American passengers who were doing simply nothing but sitting in their seat. That is some bull shit right there. Um, so, you know, I say all that to say at, <sighs> airlines, either y'all get it together or everybody make sure y'all cameras is on so you can catch this lawsuit shit. Cause I'm going to be like, I'm trying to be like David Dow when I grow up, 
I'm trying to have a plane with a picture of me on there getting dragged off with my belly button and the titty popped out. I don't mind. Now, here is what airlines are planning to do to try to combat this bullshit that they're doing and trying to, you know, make people make up for basically what they've been doing to passengers. They are planning to offer more money for people who want to give up their flight anywhere from $10,000 to $1,350. Now, the only thing about that, and I'm just going to be 100% honest, I'm not trying to make this no race thing, but I can already imagine they not going to be trying to give everybody the same amount of money. So if you, I ain't got to do this because y'all, y'all already think what I'm thinking before I even said, I feel like some people was like, yup, yup, yup. So, um, but let me just let you know, you offer me $10,000, fuck that wedding. <laughs> I ain't going, I ain't never think they should have been married. No way. I don't think it's going to laugh. No, I'll take that money and just come to their divorce party. $10,000? Woo! Yes. Shit, I'm about to start booking flights just so I can get, get that overbooked look. Like, ah, do it! Ah, no, no, no. I say, I say, I say. <laughs> I say, I say right here. Shit, I'll be sleeping right in that motherfucking airport, boy. $10,000? Oh, yeah. We can do that. Absolutely. But for $1,300? Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'll be like, and a food voucher, bitch. <laughs> I want to go to the TGI Friday in the C terminal. <laughs> anyway, so good luck at these airports. I don't know what to tell you. Shit seems extra real. How is it already? Okay, I'm sorry. This is ridiculous. I didn't even realize how much time it passed. Um, so, boom. Real quick, you know, my intro was about driving in cars and that kind of thing with kids. Um, but I saw this real interesting story, and it was basically talking about ways that parents can he keep their kids from being addicted to mobile devices and phones and that kind of thing and just being online. And they gave all these little tips, and I was just like, see, it basically inspired a new segment of the show called Black Ass Parenting. So they're like, you know, if your kids are online too much, you need to limit their alone time on the computer and, you know, come up with activities and, you know, send, give them a time limit that they can be on the game. And if they have a meltdown, then you should try to bargain and barter and figure out and create and blah, blah, blah. And it just really made me think that some of y'all going about this parenting shit wrong. I remember when my mama was like, I said it and that's the end of it. And that was the mother end of it. Because at the end of the day, you a kid. You ain't paying no bills, okay? You out here trying to play this little uh, PlayStation all day. You got my TV on. You got the game on. You got you eating all these snacks because all these kids, once they playing the game, they eating up all the snacks. You ain't about to be sitting around my house like you the one that's paying all these bills and keeping these lights on and I'm I'm supposed to run out and get you more games and then you gonna get mad when I tell you to get your ass up because I said get your ass up. You better get your ass up and that's the end of it. And that has been <laughs> some black ass parenting. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Like, 
Now, granted, I'm not saying the way our parents did it was always the best, but I feel like there's a lot of value in basically bossing the fuck up and letting your kids know I'm not, I don't have to give you an explanation for everything. When I was coming up, my mama said, when I tell you to move, you move. Don't ask me no questions. And I get that. If I tell you to move, move. Because guess what? This is what she would explain after she, you know, had Wusai three times and was like, mm, don't, don't, don't do it. You don't want to go to jail. That is your child. And I know you hate her right now, but at the end of the day, you don't hate her more than eating in some in a jail cell. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hate this bitch, but I don't want to have to be a part of no forced lesbian relationship in Rikers or, you know, in Jackson County prison. Right? Boom. But what my mom told me is that, look, you can't see everything. You don't know what I know. You don't see what I see. So if I tell you to do something, I'm telling you to do it because you need to do it. And I ain't got time to be explaining to you why, I'm, why I need you to do it. You need to move and we can talk about it later because I'm, I might be in this moment saving your life. So that made sense. And so as a kid, you... You don't know shit. Not even that you don't know everything. You don't know shit. So you do what I say, when I say, how I say, right away. Ah! <laughs> I told you I was bringing Ryman back. It's real. <laughs> you know the deal. <laughs> anyway, so that, that was some black-ass parenting tips. Like I said, I'm not saying our parents did it the best. I think a lot of things could have been done better. You know, I think a lot of us in a certain generation were kind of maybe shut down creatively. You know what I mean? So th those are things that you can incorporate. I do think kids should be able to voice their opinion, but at the end of the day, your kids should not be running you. And that's a black ass parenting tip. Um, I got to talk about Bethune Cookman college. Now, I don't know if you heard, but the historically black university out of Daytona, Florida, 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 Mm -mm -mm. it's just it's like it's the country's toilet flush like that it's just it's like they flush and then all of the trash of the of the country just kind of settles right there in florida i don't know what other way to explain it but this historically this historically black college uh has decided to have the U.S. Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos, delivered the commencement address. Now, what do you, didn't y'all just go to the White House and get played by Trump? Like, didn't that just legit happen? Wasn't y'all there when Kellyanne Conway, Skeletor face, had them funky ass feet on that White House sofa and y'all sitting in that office looking like a bunch of people waiting on a welfare check and then all y'all left with was a fuck ass picture with Trump? I'm sorry, I said it was my last one, but it's not my last one. But how? And then of all the people that you can have to deliver this commencement speech, you choose Betsy DeVos, a bitch whose whole record and whose whole career is about privatizing education. And basically, if you would have read or heard any of the accounts of people who had attended schools that her family was running, you would know that they are straight raping the system in, in Detroit, in Michigan. And then this is somebody you want to have come to the university, but then to add insult on top of injury. 
you try to associate her with M- Mary McCabbathon, like, fine. Okay, boom. You want to have this bitch come to the school. Okay. But don't go and then say, she's a lot like Mary B- McLeod Bethune. And no, the fuck she not. She she embodies the legacy of transforming students. No, she don't. Here's my problem. And I'm just going to have a black ass moment with y'all right now. Black people, if you want to do some fuck shit, go right ahead. Stop attaching your fuck shit onto the legacy and journey and story and history and of other of other black people as a way to justify your bullshit. You get what I'm telling you? Oh, I'm doing this because I, no, bitch, that ain't got nothing to do with nothing else but you. You make the stupid ass decision because you think in your brain either. Now, I'm thinking either she's going to cut them a check. I'm thinking maybe either they made a side deal on the way out of that bullshit-ass Trump meeting and they caught a wink and looked at somebody that looked like they wanted to have a conversation. They was like, all right, y'all, no, go ahead. I'm going to just use this bathroom right here because, all right, you know my my black. (laughs) All right, I'm going to meet y'all. No, I'm going to come down there. Y'all going to the steak. (laughs) Y'all going to Ben's Chili Bowl, right? I'm going to just go right then. You fake the bathroom move, go into a back office, and then you y'all you cut a bullshit-ass deal that you think is going to work for your university and that nobody else know about. Then you take your ass over there to Ben's Chili Bowl, and then you talk that bullshit with them, not never divulging the fact that you cre- created this little side deal. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. But you, you cannot and you will not, and I will not support you in sitting up and saying that this bitch this goofy bitch who has no experience who has no track record of any kind or of any of any success in education oh she embodies the and she and no she don't bitch you reaching that is a kareem abdul jabbar skyhook kind of reach bitch you doing the most and i'm and i'm not here for it and then the other thing is, I'm if I was there and I was a student, I'd be like, I'm good. I would get my degree, and when a bitch starts speaking, I would leave. That would be the greatest thing ever. When this bitch get up there, like after they already had their degrees or whatever the fuck, and she get up there to speak, everybody just get up, woo, throw that shit in the air, and peace the fuck out, and have her sitting there talking to them people that cut that stupid-ass deal because obviously they the only ones that agree with the bullshit of her even being there. Here it is. Much like this is the clip. This is the quote I was looking for. Much like Dr. Bethune, founder of Bethune Cookman University. I feel like that's how they talk. I'm channeling. Remember that professor on Different World? <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. The one who was like the English, the English professor. Much like Dr. Bethune founder of Bethune. Remember he had those thick eyebrows that used to go up every time he was like <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Secretary DeVos deems the importance of opportunity and hope for students to receive an exceptional education experience. <laughs> I was giving y'all, <laughs> I was giving y'all Hillman's finest right there, but without this shit wouldn't happen in Hillman. Trust and believe. Jaleesa, uh, Cam, 
all of them, you know, Freddie would have been out there boycotting and all that shit. Kim, it probably would have been in her department or this would have been her last year and she would have had to get her doctorate or whatever. This would have been something she needed to do and this would have, so she would have been grappling with it. She would have came around, but she would have, she would have definitely been grappling with it. Like, I don't know. And then she would have went to Mr. Gaines and Mr. Gaines would be like, I tell you kids. <laughs> I miss different world. Anyway, but, um, that's just my message. Look, if you want to do some bullshit of any race, how about that? If you're of any race, and you know, I already have been very, very clear, especially with white people. Whatever you trying to do, do not connect that bullshit with a legacy that's not yours. So don't be calling on just like Dr. King, bitch, shut up. That's not that's not for you, okay? That's the shit we get to call on, especially since y'all niggas murder them. So that's that's for us. You don't get to draw from that strength as much as y'all like to. In the words of the late Dr. Mer, shut up. Shit. Y'all thought he dead in the first damn place. Anyway, but specifically to black people, don't do that. Whatever bullshit you cooking up, whatever kind of shit you got going on, do not go dragging in other people's legacy. And you are, just like Maya Angelou said, no, bitch, that is not the reason why you out here stripping and setting dudes up in the damn, in the damn strip club. Do not put that on Maya Angelou, bitch. That's not, no. You will not. So no, Bethune, y'all dead wrong. And you, the fact that y'all having this goofy bitch come to the school, uh-uh, violated. And to the students there, don't sit there and listen to that bullshit. Just because they about to catch a check, they she not putting no extra scholarship money in y'all account. Hell, if you got to sit there through that shit, they need to at least take off some a few thousand dollars of what you need to pay back in student loans. That would be the only way I'm sitting there listening to this goofy bitch. I will stand up in the middle of that shit. Like, remember that episode of Martin? <laughs> when he, when he, when Stan told Martin he was whipped and he went to the restaurant with Gina and her boss and her bosses. <laughs> He had the button-up shirt on. Yo, fella. <laughs> Let's be y'all. <laughs> That'll be my ass. As soon as they announce this goofy bitch, yo, fella. <laughs> Let's be out. I'm not saying this shit. Um, anyway. So, final story. And this is ridiculous. Uh, um, is Jordan Edwards, of course, because what there's it's i mean this is gonna sound fucked up but this is how numb it's becoming it's almost like oh wow yeah we about due for a police murder it's been so many police murders it's almost like that moment of you know what we ain't had a poli oh yeah okay police murder yep look at your watch yep that makes look at the calendar oh yeah that make that makes sense that makes sense um in Bouch Springs, Texas, Jordan Edwards, a 15-year-old boy, honor student, all that. And I, you know, and I, I I saw a meme the other day that basically said we shouldn't have to bring up someone or someone's good accolades as a reason why they weren't, you know, as a reason why they shouldn't have been murdered. This is a 15-year-old boy at a house party who ended up getting shot in the head with a shotgun by driving away from a police officer. So here's the story. Um, Jordan attending a house party, just like most kids, you know. Um, and then there's reports of loud music and underage drinking and whatever the fuck else. And it's mostly predominantly white neighborhoods. So I hope to all the people who call the police, I hope you bitches 
are all fucking sick to your stomach. I hope you bitches can't sleep. I hope you fucking assholes. I hope you are crying every day. I hope the ghost of this boy is haunting the shit out of you. And not and even after you move, I hope he pops up everywhere you go and haunts the fuck out of you for the rest of your life now. And I say that because they call with it's supposed to be underage drinking and all this shit going on and I know from my own personal experience being in college um, how police would just show up because we was hanging out. Music is barely above a three. We just, it just happens to be a bunch of us on a Saturday night when everybody else is partying, but for some reason the police need to come where we are and fucking oversee what we're doing and bringing dogs where we are. Meanwhile, white people are right over there on fraternity row, flipping cars over, setting trees and shit on fire. It is complete fucking mayhem over there, but over there, you know, there's just a bunch of kids hanging out and having a good time come on guys it's frat week it's come on it's pledge week they're just basically this all their school spirit they're so rambunctious meanwhile 17 black people in a one-bedroom apartment in an apartment complex on a saturday night is all we got to break the party up at 10 o'clock because somebody said it's too fucking loud really bitch real anyway i'm going up too fast let me bring it okay so officers get on the scene, police arrive, and just like in any other situation, kids are running. They're fleeing. They don't want to get in trouble. They're running away. Boom. Jordan gets in a car with his brother, and they are driving away. And Officer Roy Oliver shoots a shotgun and shoots into the car and kills the boy. Now. I don't know much about guns. What I do know about a shotgun is that it shoots out pellets. It's more of a spray. Now, you mean to tell me it was a good idea to shoot a shotgun on a street with kids running? That was a good idea. That seems like police policy. That seems like protocol. That seems like some shit you should do. And then to add insult onto injury, this boy who's in the car with his brother who was just shot in the head let me tell you, I'm a grown ass woman and I don't even like watching movies where somebody is shot in the head. Like I turn my head because I don't want to see that. Now imagine you being a kid, seeing your brother and having his brain splattered onto your body. And so, even if it didn't get on your body, it's in the car. It's, it's everywhere. This is a sh to the head. And this boy who had just witnessed his brother being murdered, is dragged out of the car, handcuffed and treated and taken down to the precinct like they were responsible for the shotgun blast that killed Jordan Edwards. And of course, police officer, just like police officers do in all of these cases, comes back with the report that the car was being backed up aggressively and that's why he shot into the car. And of course, the police chief doing what they always do, comes right out and repeats that bullshit. And then finally the body cam comes out and then the police officer is like, oh, actually, um, so yeah, it looks like, uh, yeah, that ain't nearly what the fuck happened in this situation. Um, and here's my thing. How many more times 
do we allow police officers to lie and then act surprised when the facts actually come out or the body cam comes out and it's like oh well see what had happened was but bitch we knew that this is my thing and this is where at, so let me let me finish so now as it stands jordan edwards is murdered his family is now asking for justice and the family is asking for this man to be arrested for murder as he should but of course he was first put on death duty now he's fired but when do this bitch go to jail not only should he go to jail for the murder, he should also go to jail for falsifying, for giving false information. He so that should also be a charge on top of what he did. It shouldn't just be, oh damn, you killed this dude, and now we gonna give you a police little send off, or we gonna fire you quietly and let you go live your life somewhere else. No, bitch, your ass is going to jail. You going to jail for murder, and you going to jail for trying to cover up that murder. That should also be a second charge. It's whoever else was there with him should also be charged whoever else the people who was in charge the people who dragged those boys out of the car after they just witnessed that boy being murdered should also if they not fully fired they should be brought up on disciplinary charges they should be sued they should also have to pay some type of penalty something else should happen there should be steps to the punishment that happens i'm done with this whole well, you know, we didn't know. We just going to put him on death duty or a motherfucker acts all of a sudden, like in the case of Alton Sterling, just being completely absolved of all responsibility. And then this man's life is lost and then nobody has to pay any, nobody, like Alton Sterling, for, the, for all uh, intents and purposes, he just took the gun and shot himself. That's basically what they're saying. When the officer is behind killing a citizen for whatever reason and his life is not in danger, as it was clear in the video of Alton Sterling, that man's life was not in danger, as it was a very clear in the case of my man that got murdered in the car. So many people, I just, Terrence, Terrence Crutcher, um, Jordan Edwards, all these boys and men and women who are losing their lives and these officers are not in anybody's danger. You don't just get to go, oh, well, now you can't be a cop no more. No, bitch, you're a murderer. And you should not be allowed to live among other fucking citizens. Because guess what? If I'm out somewhere and I decide to pull out a gun for whatever reason and I shoot somebody, guess who's going to jail? They not putting, they not putting me on, on podcast desk duty. Ain't nobody taking me. And now all of a sudden I can't do comedy shows no more because I murdered someone. No, bitch, I'm going to jail for murder. And just like these police officers, these motherfuckers have not been anointed by Jesus himself. They did not float down on nobody's cloud. They are not above anybody else. So when they do some shit at, and take someone's life, they should have to suffer the exact same consequences, if not more. Why is this? Anyway. So, of course, the family of Roy Oliver wants to come out and say, well, he's a U.S. Army veteran and he suffered from PTSD. I don't give a fuck. Guess what? 
then maybe he shouldn't have been a fucking police officer. Then maybe he should have been getting some counseling or sitting down with somebody to treat his PTSD. Maybe he should have been chilling somewhere smoking weed to get his PTSD in order. Or maybe he should have been down in Washington trying to, to talk to legislation to get some legislation passed that veterans can get better jobs so that they're not putting themselves in a situation that's going to trigger this quote-unquote PTSD because you're not fit to tell me that all of a sudden now you get to pull PTSD out your ass. I'm not saying he ain't got it, but that shouldn't be an excuse that he, that should absolve him of taking a 15-year-old child's life. 15-year-old, he is a baby. I don't even think your balls are out of your stomach at 15. Fellas, I don't know really how all that shit work. I'm just saying. He ain't really had his penis long enough to even know what he's doing with it. 15-year-old is a baby. That means this baby is never coming home again. This baby, this child is never going to be able to live a life, to go and join the police, to go and be an army vet, to be, get married, have kids, do none of the shit. This baby's life ended because he went ended at a house party you know how much shit happens after going to a house all the shit you get to enjoy in life and endure and experience after a house party he's never gonna do that never he's never gonna have the joy of going to college and fucking on them tiny ass college beds he's never gonna have the joy and it and of what it feels like to hang out all fucking night as an adult and come into a, his own apartment and not have nobody tell him shit he's never gonna know what it's like to get his very first real ass job doing something maybe that he loves maybe that he hates he's never gonna have the joy of leaving a job that he hates and what that feels like he's never gonna have the joy of getting married he's never going to have the joy of actually having a kid or seeing this kid grow up or this kid driving in the car with the kid and reaching over the back seat trying to smack the shit out the kid never all of this think about everything that you've endured in your life up until this moment from 15 until now everything you've done this is all the shit that this kid is never going to have a chance to do never going to have a chance to experience that's that's what i think we're missing when people are like oh well you know the cops have a hard job and they it's very stress i don't give a fuck i don't i don't give a fuck i don't give a fuck about his stress i don't none of us should we should not have that should not be the first thing on our brain that we have to worry about how stress stressed out some cop is when I leave the house and all I'm trying to do is go to the grocery store or go fill out an application or go for a job or or sell CDs outside of a store or walk and get some cigarellos and walk to my grandma's house with my homeboy. I shouldn't have to work if my car break down that this bitch going to be stressed out and shoot me in my fucking back and then lie about it. What the fuck do that got to do with me? Bitch, you that stressed out, go get another fucking job and that should be the end of it. Go fucking knit. Go knit pussy cat hats or whatever the fuck. Go do that. Go swim. Go, I don't know, bitch. Go make furniture. It seems very fucking relaxing. I don't know what you do. But what you don't need to do is go get a job in an area where obviously you are fucking scared. And all of a sudden now you're going to take a shotgun out in the middle of a neighborhood where kids are running and shoot that shotgun and hit someone in a goddamn head. So all you fucking Blue Lives Matter bitches, think about that the next time you concerned and crying about Blue Lives Matter because a lot of the fucking Blue Lives you're talking about is Blue Lives that's sitting in their house while Black Lives is dead on the fucking street. 
bleeding on the street, laying in the sun dead on the street, laying in a car in front of their girlfriend and a baby bleeding out in a car. That does it for me here at Black Ass Podcast. I just, it's too much. You know, it really is. It's just, it's too much and it's, it's continuous, it's consistent, and it's just when, 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 when will black people just have to not? When will we be able to not? To look at that person and be like, damn, they look just like my little brother, that look my, like my nephew, that look like my cousin, that look like my first boyfriend, that look like somebody, that look like a kid I just saw the other day, that look like all the kids in, in my class that I'm teaching. It's a different, it's a different feeling, it's a different connection, it's different. You know what I mean? I would love to do a podcast and be crying about why people is eating meat and that meat is murk. Oh, my God. If that was the worst shit that I had to report. Are you fucking serious? And if we could all just stop eating chicken, like, <laughs> that would be amazing. Not that I ever would because the shit is amazing. I'm just saying. So, but thank you all so much for joining and coming in and you know being a part of this i'm hoping that you know there was a connection and you felt what i felt and you you feel and you hear what i'm saying and understand that it's real and that anyway y'all here i know i ain't gotta do all this i know y'all i know y'all know so go ahead and get subscribed to the podcast man you can find it on itunes stitcher soundcloud Podbean, to everywhere you can get a podcast I'm almost positive Black Ass Podcast is there. So go ahead and get subscribed. And I want to take a second and read some reviews, you guys. Thank you so much. Um, So this one comes from Premier Ball, who said, Hadia offers a refreshing, thought-provoking, and often quirky point of view. I love tuning in and having a feel of politics and comedy and family nonsense that only someone as real as Hadia can offer. Originally tuned in because of a comedy set I heard, and I'm so glad I looked further into her. This podcast is a gem. <laughs> oh, Care Bear Hunt on my chest. <laughs> uh, H-Y-D-E-T-W. Uh, sorry, I read that like a password. <laughs> Sean Spicer. Um, I like this podcast. I'm not easy to please, but this podcast is a is pure pleasure check it out thank you guys um t berry says i listen to this podcast every week when i tell you i'm in tears every episode this girl is absolutely hilarious subscribe i guarantee you won't be disappointed laughter is medicine for the soul ah so you can call me the doctor ah! okay <clears throat> thanks everybody for your reviews and i will meet read more as they come in i'll see y'all showing up and showing out so thank you guys so much um and don't forget to chime in with your answers to the question that was posed to me. Would you date the ex of a friend who's already married, kids, moved? What would you do? Um, that concludes it here. Thank you guys so much. Of course, you can find more of me, hrcomedy.com. And real quick, just want to shout out, I have a show coming up if you are in the New York area. May 21st, I'll be a part of the Vulture Fest with an amazing lineup of comedians. Um, it's going down at Brooklyn Brewery. 
It's a free show, actually. So if you're in the city, come out. It's Sunday, May 21st at 7 p.m. Um, I'll be performing with some great people that you've seen on TV. Some you haven't, but they're all hilarious. So, yeah, come through. And if you're in a building and you just as soon as I get on stage, all I want to hear is, ooh, ooh, that's it. That, we ain't got to do nothing else. And I'll just, I'll know y'all in the building. As soon as I get on stage, it's like, ooh. I'm going to come up with a f- official black ass, like, call that we can do right now. Ooh, ooh, is the blackest shit I can think of. Um, but that's May 21st, Brooklyn Brewery, uh, 7 p.m. Tickets are free. Get on it. It's for the Vulture Festival. That concludes it. I'm done. Thank y'all so much for listening. I'm out. Peace.